Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. Hello, welcome to episode 32. So I want to start this podcast before I go into it. I just erased a bunch of storage on my computer. I have to do this periodically. Like I always have like one running gigabyte open on my computer anytime that I can use. And then I fill it up and then I have to go through this whole like dramatic process of figuring out what I'm going to erase, what I'm not going to erase. I don't understand it because all my stuff is downloaded on the cloud. So it should be on there. And then there's stuff that isn't downloaded in the cloud and I'm confused by it. I don't care. I guess I could learn it in like an hour, but I just don't care. But I just erased a bunch of stuff and it's all stuff I knew the name to. Like I have a rule. If I'm going to erase something on my computer, I have to know the name to it because way back when I erased a bunch of systems and stuff when I was like 16 on the laptop I had and then it literally stopped working. I don't know what I did. So now I have a rule. I have to know what I'm erasing and then I can erase it. But I did this and I just opened up 26 gigabytes of space in my computer. I have no idea where... I got that. I was under the impression I had erased like two gigabytes of stuff, but I'm rolling in 26. My computer's still working, so I'm having a good morning. (laughs) So I'm reading a book by Tony Robbins right now, and it's called Unlimited Power. I'm on page 50. Uh, It's a 400-page book. There's a lot of information in it. Uh, He's like, you know, one of the first opening sentences in the book. He's like, this should have been two books. There's so much information. But it's pretty cool because it's all stuff I've actually heard before. And Tony Robbins has been around for a long time. I'm sure you know who he is. And he really is like one of the founding fathers of the self-help world and the coaching industry. So a lot of the stuff I've heard in there, I've learned before, almost all of it, but it's really cool to hear it from his perspective because I can tell that a lot of the teachers that I have learned from have taken material right from what he taught and then kind of made it their own. Um, So I want to offer this. If you are a creator or someone who's in a business, like this is a meaningful income podcast. So most anyone who's doing something meaningful with their lives, they're going to be creating something. And when you're creating, it is okay to use other people's work. You have to. Um, To use a pun, you have to stand on the shoulders of giants because Tony Robbins has got like giantism or whatever it's called. But you have to, right? So what I want to offer is that you always give credit, one, and then two is that you make it your own. Like actually apply it in your life, see how it works, and then add your own spice to it based off of your actual real life application of the work. So never steal. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to be able to use other people's stuff and you have to be able to clear your conscience about it. Because if you can't do that, you're going to try to be reinventing the wheel. And then people that are successful are just modeling other people. And that's pretty much the whole thesis of Tony Robbins books, right? It's like model successful people and make sure you give credit when you can. So that's what I want to offer. A lot of people have so much drama around, oh, I'm gonna, I don't want to use their ideas or steal their credit. It's like, don't steal, you know, make sure you're giving credit when you are. And then also add your own insights when you apply it in life. So that's my little rant. And then two is I want to offer, I'm creating a content board. So anyone else who's making content, like pretty much everyone who's making meaningful income, you're going to have to create something at some point. And it's a really good idea to have a content board. And I just had this idea this morning. I have these giant oversized post-it notes. They're like two and a half by three feet. And I use them for my courses, but I rip one off and I put it on the wall and I wrote content at the top of it and all these color fun, fun little markers. And then I just started writing like every single idea I have for content that relates to meaningful income. I started writing and I have like 30 things on there right now. I have room for like 400 and I'm going to fill that thing up in the next couple months and I'm never going to run out of content ideas. So just want to offer if you're a creator and you're doing that, like just have a board somewhere you can do on your phone where it's mobile, where you've done that when you're feeling creative and inspired and you can just look back on it whenever you need it. All right, so that's my little rant. That's my content board, my Tony Robbins call out. And um, today we're talking about integrity. 
And I'm going to do this talking about sex work. Ooh, sex work. Yeah, this will be a fun episode. And this is an episode that really I probably should have done earlier because this is a huge part of meaningful income to me. But it just popped up when I was doing the content board, when I was just sitting there with brainstorming different things I could do on this fun, giant, oversized post-it note. So we're talking about integrity. Now, I want to offer that in a coaching situation where I'm a life coach, my job is never to tell you what is integral for you. Integral? Integral? I don't know how to say that word. Integral, right? Um, For you. My job as a coach is to show you your mind. And that confuses people. Like, show you your mind. What does that mean? Like, I want to get to your conscious and unconscious thoughts. And then I want to make sure that you like the thoughts that are in there, the beliefs, the thoughts, same difference, and that you want to hold on to them and that they're creating results you want. Now, a lot of us in our lives have unconscious beliefs. I mean, every single person in the world has unconscious beliefs that are guiding their behavior behind the scenes. Right? It's like the riptide underneath the actual water that you can see on the surface. And it's really important when it comes to integrity because a lot of people go into jobs and fields where they have unconscious beliefs that they don't support whatever they're doing. And they're unconscious, right? So they push them away. Maybe they are conscious occasionally, but in general, they're not aware of them or they're you know, willfully blind of them. And they don't succeed in the way that they want to because they're constantly getting pulled back by this riptide of disintegrity. And I've seen this happen a lot of times in my own life and definitely the lives of the people around me. But I want to give one example from my life. So uh, if anybody of you know, I went to Texas for the beginning part of 2022 in May of last, yeah, it was last year of May to do um, sales. So my brother, he literally was in a frat, totally not my style, a frat house, rah, rah, angry guys throwing each other, all that kind of stuff. Just not very comfortable around that. But he was in a frat and one of his frat brothers came and he's like, hey, I have this opportunity it's in Texas. We're going to go do door-to-door sales and you're going to sell home security equipment. And like you did the whole spiel. I'm like, okay, it seems like a legitimate company. It seems good. It seems like I can do this. And I was just about to start my coaching business in like June or July. So like I would have been back right at the right time to where I could have extra money in my pocket, pay off my certification, get some bills out of the way. And then my whole idea was I was going to clean, like start my business from a clean slate. And also I would spend two months prior getting more sales experience in a different format than I've done before. So I'm like, it can't hurt, right? And it sounded fun to go to Texas. So I did this. And once I got there, like I knew from the day I was there, you guys, that this this job was not in integrity with what I did. Um, the kind of sales they were doing were very pushy. I do not do pushy sales. I do not, I'm not into that. I sold cars for two years. I never had to push anyone into a sale. That's not what I do. You like literally have to do all these tactics and all these like psychological, like, ooh, we learned something called the pullback where you pretty much like say, oh, well, this isn't for everyone. This isn't going to work for you. This is for other people. And you're like manipulating them, right? It was very manipulative and it was just not at all what I was in integrity. And the, the leaders there were very, very poor leaders. They were using scare tactics and they were using like hard, like masculine, like, hey, you're a, you're a bitch if you don't sell. Like you go out there and you sell, you're a bitch. And it just wasn't conducive to the growth. Like the situation wasn't good. There was like a bunch of 18 year olds that I was living with that were just like smoking weed every day and stuff. And they were cool. Actually, I ended up coaching a lot of them, but they were looking up to the leaders there that were all about my age, right? 27 to 30 that were just not leaders. They, you could tell they didn't want to be managers. They didn't want to do that. They just wanted to take on extra people and kind of like an MLM. So if anybody doesn't know, it was like a multi-level marketing. You can become a manager, get people under you, and then you make money per sale. So it was kind of MLME. And it was just a very aggressive sales. I didn't like it. I wasn't into it. The technology was actually good and the pricing was a little expensive, but like overall the products were okay. Um, But there was no integrity there. So what happened was, you guys, I'm really good at sales. I love sales. I'm so into it. Um, Again, I don't push though, but I, I can just talk to people and I'm charismatic and I like it. But I ended up getting two sales. Throughout the three weeks I was there, only two sales, and I I just didn't feel right about the whole company. So literally, the first sale, 
after the husband got home and they talked, they renegotiated and they say that it never happens, right? Like once somebody signs and gets the equipment installed, like they're good, but that happened, right? And I think it was because I was out of integrity with the job. I just felt like this energy around me that something was going to happen. I just knew it. And then the second sale, I sold it. This guy had an amazing house. It was so strangely set up and they couldn't set up the cameras, right? All this nonsense. I had literally the biggest technical support difficulties. They're like, this is so weird. This never happens. Like you just have bad luck. And I'm like, oh, it's not a luck thing. I just know I'm, I'm not in integrity with what I'm doing. So long story short, I moved back to Michigan three weeks after taking that job and I was on fire that I was never going to do anything out of integrity with my work again. And I already went into that knowing that, right? But once I actually was there and I wasn't seeing how it was just such a bad situation. So I looked up two definitions of integrity and this is a huge part of meaningful income. So meaningful income is something that you do that you actually care about. So clearly you have to be in integrity with it. You have to find a way to make money doing something that you think is actually benefiting people, adding value and making the world an overall better place. And then the second part is that it has to provide you the lifestyle you want. So yes, you can get a job working as like a a counselor and making like 40 grand a year. But if that's not going to create the lifestyle that you want outside of work, then I would actually not consider that meaningful income. So it has to check those two boxes, right? It has to give you the money you want and leave the meaning you want to leave, the impact you want to leave. So there's two definitions I found of integrity and they're great. So the first one I'm going to do is integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness, <laughs> which is funny. I just think it's a funny definition. And the second one I found is like the juicy one where I'm like, oh yeah, this is the one. This is the one I was searching for. Um, the state of being whole and undivided. Ooh, that's good. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people live their lives out of integrity, especially their working lives. And they do things that they know they wouldn't do normally, but it's, there's money involved, right? So they're like, mm, I'll do it for right now because they justify it. And when you do that, you're actually, you're actually divided. So I have two types of thoughts that I talk about and I call them, it's just unconscious and conscious thoughts. Super simple, right? But I call them um, air freshener thoughts and dead rat thoughts. And the idea behind it is that an air freshener thought smells good. It's pleasant. And then a dead rat thought smells horrible, but you don't know where it is. Right. Like if you ever had a car that got like an animal lodged and I don't know if this happened where you're in, in the country, but in Michigan, when there's winter, animals crawl into your heating ducts in the car and like the exhaust pipes and stuff all the time because they're warm in the winter. And then they die in there. They get literally, literally start the car and they'll die. And then eventually you just smell something horrible coming out of the air vents and you don't know where it is. That's a dead rat thought. Right. There's something there that's stinking up the air and you don't know it's there. And you probably is the person that's having the thought aren't even aware of it. You're like, I didn't know it smelled in here. Now, an air freshener thought's the complete opposite. You're consciously aware that you've hung up an air freshener or lit a candle. You're like, isn't that a pretty candle? Doesn't that smell good? Like, I spent resources, my time, my energy, my money. I went to the store. I picked out the one that smelled really good. I put it in a cute little spot, and then I lit it, and now it smells good for everyone. That's an air freshener thought, and that's a conscious thought. Remember, dead rats, unconscious, air freshener thoughts, conscious, and we choose them deliberately. So a lot of the times when we are doing something with work or we're self-sabotaging, we have unconscious thoughts that are working against us because we're not in integrity with ourselves. And this is a really good example. So we're going to talk about sex. Ooh, I think this is the first time I brought up sex on this podcast. So yeah, ooh, sex. <laughs> so I have a friend, a really good friend, one of my best friends, and he's amazing. And he is considering getting into, I don't want to call it sex work, but it kind of is. It's pretty much like he wants to do an OnlyFans, and he's having this moral dilemma about it. I told him, like, I'm not judging you because I can't judge, right? Like, remember, as a life coach, not that I'm his coach, but in general, when I'm doing this work, I am thinking about it from a coaching perspective. I can't tell you what integral work looks like to you. You have to tell me. But my job as a coach is to get out all the conscious and unconscious thoughts 
to make sure that you're not out of integrity with yourself when doing some kind of work. And he's having all these moral dilemmas about sex work because he wants to go and do OnlyFans and he wants to do it in a clean way and be like a good role model. And I'm trying not to like say it in a way that sounds like judgy or anything. I just don't understand how he's going to do that because he's out of integrity with himself. So he's having all these thoughts. Like he was raised in a very Christian environment, um, loving family. They're still together. My parents and his parents are literally like one of the only sets of parents that I know of in our friend group that are still together. So like he grew up with strong family values, Christian, they're Catholic. And, you know, his parents, they're going to support him however he comes. Like they know he's openly gay, but he's having all this, you know, mental turmoil about, is it right for himself? Can I go into this field of work and do this? And am I doing it just for the money? Right. And I'm like, are you, I asked him about it. I'm like, are you doing it for the money? He's like, actually, no, I, I really think I'd be good at it. And yeah, he, he'd probably be good at it. Um, I definitely am not doubting that, but if he's going to do this work, he's going to have to clear up all the uncertainty because when you do something out of integrity, what happens is it shows in your life in other areas. Even if you do the work, you're going to have to go and compensate at some point in your life. And I don't really mean this like metaphorically speaking, I'm talking about like, if you're living your life out of integrity or the line of work you're doing or how you're doing that line of work, because I believe that you can do pretty much any line of work within integrity, as long as you're doing it in a way that's, that's integral to you, it's going to show in your life, literally, like you will end up self-sabotaging. You will have to do justify. You'll feel weak. Like one of the biggest things that happens when you live out of integrity is you feel weak all the time. And I promise you that when you feel weak, it affects you in life. So another example I have from my life is when I worked at the psych hospital. Um, I don't know if you guys know, I worked in the inpatient psychiatric hospital for a year and a half, almost two years. And there were so many things there. I like, I, you know, you get into the job to help people, to genuinely help people. Like I wanted to help people at their lowest points. I went, had recently gone through a really bad mental depression that was just bad. And I wanted to make sure that nobody else had to suffer through that without the tools that had helped me pull, pull myself out of it. So I wanted to help people and I went into that job, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed. And the things that I did there were so out of integrity with me. And I felt weak all the time. I remember literally like I would walk into work and my shoulders would slump and I felt small and weak and insignificant. And when I did things that I felt like were strong and powerful and I would do court, like my own life coaching groups and all this important, powerful stuff, I would be kind of like shamed for doing it. And also it wasn't just like, I didn't want to follow directions that made sense. Right. I'm not like, I wasn't rebelling against the right way to do something. And I was just being immature. Like I knew to my core that it was something that was not serving the patients. It wasn't serving anyone. And I also knew this because when I would ask the managers about rules that I didn't agree with, they would say it's from above orders from above. I can't do anything about it. You just have to follow that rule. There was no explanation logically, morally, or just humanly about why we had to do certain things we had to do. It was always just orders from above. And I want you to know that when enough people live out of integrity with themselves, and they walk willfully blind into a situation and do things that they don't agree with, that actually is how tyranny forms. I know it's kind of an extreme example, but it isn't. When enough people do things that are out of integrity with themselves and out of what they believe to be morally correct, that's literally when like evil totalitarian governments and powers take over. And I'm not speaking metaphorically, that really happens. Because when you live out of integrity over and over again, you're lying to yourself and you're making yourself weak. Weak people do not stand up when shit hits the fan. It, you just don't because you've taught yourself a condition to keep your head down and avoid the conflict and avoid any kind of standing up for yourself because that's what weak people do, right? Don't think that when you train yourself to be weak that you're going to be strong when it matters. <laughs> you can't even be strong when it doesn't matter. <laughs> just want to add that to my rant today because when you live out of integrity and do things over and over you don't agree with, even if it's unconscious, it's never fully unconscious, by the way, you're becoming the kind of person who allows himself 
to not stand up and speak up when they know something that isn't right is going on. Also, I do want to make a correction. It always matters. <laughs> it always matters. There is never not a cost to living out of integrity. And I want to offer, I've had 25 jobs in my life, just about. It's somewhere around that number. I've tried to count them before and like, I'm sure there's things I'm missing all across the board. Uh, sales, marketing, you know, government internships. I taught English in Spain for a while, like psych hospital, sale, different kinds of sales, all this kind of crap. Uh, restaurants, you know, small businesses, large businesses, corporations, everything. Um, and they're mostly entry level, by the way. I'm not telling you I've had like 15 different careers. I've had like 25 different entry level positions because I'm an expert at entry level positions. <laughs> That's my role. But the only job I ever didn't get, the only one ever, one time ever that I applied for something and didn't get it is because I finally decided to stand up when I thought something wasn't right. So when I was working at the psychiatric hospital, there are so many rules and regulations, again, that are unexplained by anyone who is present. So they're just come from above, you know, pretty much, I don't agree with what's going on. I don't have to agree with it. I can just tell you that someone up the chain doesn't agree with it, or they're in this quote unquote, I heard this a lot, ivory tower making rules that aren't serving the patients. It's like, no, there are 300 staff members in this hospital at any given moment that are not doing what's in integrity with themselves because they were told by someone like, we don't agree with the rule. It's not serving anybody. It's actually putting people in dangerous situations. So there was one rule. And I went for a management position because I love being a supervisor. I love being a manager. I love like teaching people and mentoring and it's what I do, right? I'm a coach. That's, I love it. So I wanted this position so badly because I could have been in a situation where I planned the groups. I was able to train. I was able to create a system and a people and rally them together around a cause that we we're going to help the patients and do it in my way. And we we're going to do it right. And um, I was in the interview and I was interviewed by uh, two people. One of them was a my manager who I thought was a very weak individual. This individual uh, consistently did things he didn't agree with. And his excuse was always the ivory tower above sent me pretty much. And he would tell me, you know, I don't agree with this rule, but we had to follow it constantly. This was his go-to line. Um, he was someone who I still consider very weak. And I don't mean that as a hateful thing, but, you know, it was someone who'd lived out of integrity for so long with himself that he just didn't have any left to throw under his belt whatsoever. Um, so I told him, you know, I'm not going to, I want this position. I, I really want to be a leader. I want to be a leader for the younger staff that's coming in. And I want to be able to create this community of people that are actually rallied behind a cause of helping the patients in the best way we can. I want to follow the rules, but there's one I don't agree with. There's one that I will not do. And in the hospital, we had to, it was just a stupid rule. We had to keep the door shut. I have no idea why. There was no explaining, but pretty much a staff was supposed to go into a group room door and shut it behind them which it locked. So if something happened in the group room, there was no protection for the staff or the patients. Everyone was cut off from everything. And I told my manager in the interview that I was not going to follow that rule. It made no sense. It was a danger violation. I wasn't going to do it. It didn't make sense. I don't care who came from above and said that. I'm just, that's the one I won't enforce. I'll be the best leader on this team ever. And I will not enforce something that's out of integrity of myself. And it, again, it wasn't like I thought about it and it was just like me being you know, like a rebel, like the, it actually put people, the staff, the patients, everyone in danger of nonsense. It just wasn't necessary and I wouldn't do it. So I didn't get the job long story short. And the whole moral of that story is, although I didn't get the instant reward in the job that I wanted, it turns out that it worked out in my favor because I became so much stronger in that moment, standing up for what I believed was right. And today I do that every single day. And I'm sharpening that skill and I'm sharpening that tool. And because of that, I'm able to stand up and say things from integrity with myself that other people don't like. And then I have my own back because I'm no longer living like a weak individual 
who decides that they're going to hide behind someone else's rules and regulations and moral systems in order to protect me from harm's way. And my life has changed so dramatically because of that. And even though I don't always get the results I want or have the support I want, I have my own back. And if you get enough individuals in the world that have their own back out of complete integrity with themselves, you change the world. And also, you allow it to not let other weaker people take totalitarian reign over everything. Literally, that's how this has happened in the past. So be careful. Do not assume that there isn't a cost to you living out of integrity. It's the ultimate cost. And often, people are willing to pay the ultimate cost for a short-term material gain. I wouldn't recommend it. And that surely isn't what I define as meaningful income. So whatever you're doing is meaningful income. Be in integrity with yourself. If you are having to follow rules that you don't agree with, question them, right? Like sit down with yourself, figure out why you don't follow them. You don't want to just rebel against rules without understanding and making a very conscious and firm and well thought out decision on why you're not following them, right? Um, and I also want to offer this too. In all of the hero's journey stories, if you guys know what the hero's journey is, I'd strongly tell you to look it up. The hero always has to break the rules and the hero doesn't do this unconsciously, right? They don't do this just like haphazardly. Like look at Harry Potter, for instance, he went into the, like the storm drains and he broke all these rules and he ended up saving the princess, you know, and all this crap. So every single hero's journey, it comes with having to break out of the traditional rules that have been set and it's done with extreme care and caution. So what I'm saying is that if you're going to live with complete integrity, which I highly recommend, make sure that you're doing it consciously, right? If you want to create something new or not listen to someone else or break the rules, do it after making sure you've sat down with it, understand why you're doing it, and you like your reason. It's most likely not a good idea to do it impulsively. So to wrap up this episode, if you want to be in complete integrity, you have to make sure that there's no part of you that disagrees with what you're doing or how you're doing it. And you can do anything from integrity, pretty much. Like integrity is just making sure that you're undivided, right? I cannot tell you what the right thing for you to do is. You have to tell me. But what I can do is help you uncover your full conscious and unconscious beliefs about it so that you can understand if you're in full integrity. But don't assume that you need a coach to be in integrity, right? Like you can go into your belief systems and really sit down and question if you're doing what you're doing and if there's any beliefs, you know, against it or why you're doing it and make sure that you like your reason and make sure you genuinely like it. Because when you go up and put yourself in front of people as a leader, as someone who makes meaningful income, if you're not in complete integrity, it just reeks like a dead rat. It really does. Like imagine if you're going up and doing a video, like a sales video, and you're like talking and all this stuff, but you have these thoughts in the background, even if they're not really conscious, they're still there. And it's like a dead squirrel on your shoulder. And like the only thing that people can focus on is that there's an energy that smells about you. And they're like looking at that dead squirrel, like, does, does she know that? Does he know that's there? <laughs> you have to be in complete firm belief. And that is what creates leaders, by the way is that you're in integrity and you're doing it for reasons that are premeditated, that you understand why you're doing things you're doing, when it's appropriate to break a rule and why. So that's my rant on integrity. You need it. You cannot, you cannot create meaningful income without it. And I highly advise that you don't live your life without it. Because when you do that, the ultimate price is that you become a very weak person. And becoming weak is never worth the short-term gains you get in the moment. Thank you guys so much. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I did and have a good day. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are ready to take all this information to the next level and apply it, I want to invite you to a one-on-one -on -one consult with me where we can talk about putting a plan together to help you make meaningful income. Coaching is often the missing link that helps you go from dreaming to taking action. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.